Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Kitchen Table. As always, I'm glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, an anti-diet registered dietitian nutritionist. And hey, how are you? Happy Monday. How are you feeling in your body today? How are you feeling in your body today? (sighs) Just take a delicious deep breath and welcome yourself into the new work week. Today, I want to talk about love and relationships as it pertains to food and body stuff. I got a great question here on my DMs on Instagram, and it hit home with me because I often say if it wasn't because of my healed relationship with food, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have been emotionally available to let love in. And so I truly feel that like our food and body stuff can be such a barrier. It's like our walls can just go up and we can be so wrapped up in ourselves and wrapped up in our own worries and anxieties that we have a hard time really seeing someone else, really being there for someone else. And in the same way, being able to receive love from someone else too, even receive a compliment, right? (laughs) How often do we like dismiss or negate compliments because we actually aren't able to fully receive them or think that they could really be meaningful for us to pertain to us or really be true. You know, that's why we just dismiss them. How can we be more open to giving and receiving love, giving and receiving compliments and really feeling confident in ourselves so that we can feel more able to, again, give and receive love. So um, I want to tell you, I'm I'm in my DMs on Instagram right now. My phone's right in front of me and I'm going to read the question that I got from, her name is Sarah. And I'm going to read the question that I'm going to unpack this. But before I do that, a couple of things. I want to first let you know that I am onboarding three clients into my three-month intuitive eating intensive. That's right. Three clients I'm opening the doors for. And here's what the three-month intuitive eating intensive is all about. It's about helping you discover what life is like beyond dieting. It's actually three a three-month intensive that helps you reconnect with your body by sloughing off and getting rid of all of the dieting and diet rules that didn't serve you, that really cultivated an unhealthy relationship with food. In the three-month intensive, we get deeper and underneath all of that so you can then reconnect with your body's cues and sensations and learn to trust in them. We follow the intuitive eating principles as a guidepost where we first reject diet culture, honor a hunger, respectfulness, discover satisfaction, and more as you, to, if you, as you start to reclaim your own inner intuitive eater. So after the three-month intensive, it is my goal for you to never have to rely on a diet ever again and for you to trust in yourself instead. That's right, because you can have full autonomy over your relationship with food. You can be the sole decider as to what to eat and what not to eat. You don't need a diet to tell you what to eat and what not to eat. You don't need a diet to tell you when to eat it. And you don't need a diet to tell you how much of the thing to eat. When you trust in your body and you reconnect with your intuitive eater, 
you get to decide what, when, and how much to eat because you know what serves your body best. On top of that, of course, we can talk about gentle nutrition practices and we can talk about what might help the body feel its best. But in the program, we'll also talk about pleasure and how pleasure is key to satisfaction, mental and emotional pleasure, as well as the physical feelings of fullness, how to create more positive experiences with food, and how to rid the guilt and shame and anxieties and frustrations that come into your food and cooking experience. And here's the best part. If you sign up for the three-month intuitive eating intensive today, you will get a head start in a year-long program that I am launching in June. That's right. If you start the three-month intuitive eating intensive right now, you get to be grandfathered into my year-long program where you can continue healing your relationships with food and body as we then explore how to explore cooking in a new and fun way that has less friction in it. How can we improve the cooking experience? How can we include our clothing experience and feel more comfortable and confident in our clothes? And how can we feel more embodied every day? How can we feel more connected and trusting in our bodies to lead us to living bigger, bolder, and brighter lives? That's what that year-long program is going to be about. And the three-month intuitive eating intensive is like the gateway into exploring what our life can be like and feel like once we have a healed relationship with food in our bodies. Wow, it will be so amazing to further unpack how we'll cook differently, how we'll dress more authentically, and how we can act more in alignment with how we want to show up in the world after we healed our relationships, again, with food in our bodies. So I am so excited to open the door to just three clients. I'm a home, I'm a home mom. I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom with Amelia. Three clients, is, is, that's as much babysitting as... I want actually. (laughs) Um, So three clients is like my cap. I treat my clients like, oh, with so much love and so much care that I can't onboard too many clients. If I get maxed out, I have less emotional openness. I have less ability to hold space for my clients. And so I really am looking for three clients that are ready to do the deeper work beyond weight loss and towards total health, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. So I'm looking for clients that are willing to put back, to put weight loss efforts on the back burner while we explore total health in a way that feels refreshing, in a way that feels like you are autonomous over your food choices and, and how you want to be and move your body and more. So I cannot say enough how special this program is to me. I continue to attract women that are just so determined and awesome and disciplined and have actually like been successful in so many ways in life because of their willpower, because of their determination, because of their resilience. But for some reason, those things haven't applied to their approach to health. Um, They feel like they have a lack of willpower. They feel like they've tried diet after diet. And they feel like they're a true foodie at heart, like they love food, but there's so many rules that are rules that are getting in the way of the food experience that are preventing them from actually enjoying food. And so I'm looking for clients that are ready to heal their relationship with food and body so that they can explore life differently and give and receive love 
in, in more ways in their life. And I feel like that is so important and something that I experienced myself as I was healing my relationships with food and body. And it's something that I experienced when I just was so emotionally unavailable to giving and receiving love as well. So that's what I want to unpack on the show. But before I dive into that, I wanted to let you know, I've got three spots open. So here's what you got to do if you're interested in claiming a spot for my three-month intuitive eating intensive. You got to go to my website, click the work with me tab, and I'll link it below in the show notes um, here for this episode. Click on the work with me link and you will see a form in there. And on that form, I just ask some basic questions about where you're at right now with your current relationship with food and how ready you are to invest in a program that could be life-changing. And so fill out that form. I'll get in touch with you. We'll schedule a phone conversation and we'll see if it's the right time and the right fit for you to join this program. Couldn't be more excited to meet with you. And thank you for filling out the form and getting in touch with me. And I'm excited for you potentially to sign up so that you don't have to let food and body worries and anxieties and frustrations prevent you from being that person that you want to be and prevent you from living up to your fullest potential. The reason why I'm able to speak on this is because I had such a poor relationship with food back when I was a nutrition student that I lost friends. I really liked this boy as well. His name was Mitch and I'll tell you this story just really quickly. Um, He was a football player um, at St. Ben's and I stood him up. He actually asked me on a date. He was actually so like flirty and cute with me. And he asked me to meet him someplace on campus and I just didn't show up. I actually went there. I actually like tried to find this place and I spent just three minutes trying to find it. I got frustrated not being able to locate it super quickly. And I just said, you know what? I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't even know why I'm doing this at all. Why am I here? There's no way he's going to like me. And I got just like so anxious and caught up in my own stuff that I was like, I can't handle this right now. I got back on the bus and I left. And so I think of that situation. I actually recently told my husband about that as I was in such a place with, with myself, with really hating myself that I got so frustrated at the fact that I could, that, that I would need to work to let somebody else in, that I would need to open up enough to let somebody else actually get to know me. Beyond that, I would have had to actually like eat with this person, which was like a no way for me back then. I mean, there was no way that I would like share a meal and have somebody like see what I was eating, see how much I was eating and feel so judged in that experience as well. And so conflicted about what to eat and about how I looked, you know, like, you know, like what food choices I made and how my body was like, there were so many things that prevented me from being able to even meet with this guy who I did really like and who expressed like great interest in me. And that was in college and before in high school, like I wasn't the popular one, you know, I wasn't the cute one. I wasn't, you know, like outgoing and, you know, like with all the guys or anything like having like a, a a really cute and fun and athletic and, you know, like, quarterback. He was the quarterback guy, like really like me in college. So intimidated me. I felt like I was so unworthy and I was so not able or willing to open up just because my food and body stuff prevented me from doing it, prevented me from fully showing up, 
prevented me from actually even minusculely accepting myself and believing that somebody else could accept me too. It was later that year, it was after that instance and later that year that I got help with my eating disorder. I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa and my parents pulled me from college in Minnesota and brought me back home. And I went to eating disorder treatment near Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And that's where I decided I was going to change my life. But before that, I, I lost that opportunity to meet that guy, you know, and to really get to know him. I lost friends. I got terrible grades. This affected my life in so many ways. And again, I boil it down to just like not being able to connect with myself and it prevented me from fully being able or open to connecting with others, even others who wanted to connect with me. How sad and lonely and miserable a life that is. I feel that so deeply. I can jump back into me in that place. I mean, even with my relationship with my mom, I was not able to receive love from her at all. I blamed her for a lot. I pushed my sisters away. They saw me just like whittle away and they thought I was so irritable, so moody and so judgmental that they stopped trying to love me, <laughs> you know, because I just so distanced myself from them. And so after leaving treatment for eating disorders, I, uh, or rather the disorder treatment facility and came back home. I just said like, I was sorry. I never tried to reconnect with Mitch again. I did try to reconnect with many of my friends from college and they welcomed me back with, with open arms. At least many of them did. Um, and I started to like find myself again as I was inching myself more and more inching myself closer to seeing what it might be like to, to let a little bit more love in because at the root of it, I really was needing love. I really was needing love and support. And it was all of this facade that I was strong enough to overcome all the stuff by myself. You know, it was just, it was such a facade. It was such an ego thing. And maybe you felt that way in your life too, where your ego just got in the way of connecting, where your judgment got in the way of connecting your criticism, either even towards yourself or for others got in the way of connecting with other people. And that will leave us isolated. That will leave us feeling alone. And that's how I felt. So when I decided that I needed to see what it was like to actually let the love in that I was deeply needing, I began to love myself more. And so I feel like that's so important as we begin this conversation about love and relationships today, because if we're not able to be open to love and accepting ourselves, it will be hard to let ourselves love and, ex and accept and respect other people that we want to love in our lives. And, um, okay. Getting back to the question on my Instagram DMS from Sarah uh, on this topic, she asked me if I, uh, she, I'll, I'll read the exact question, Alicia, did you find when you struggled with food stuff, it was hard to date or you ever weren't, you weren't ever interested? I'll start that over. Did you find when you struggled with food stuff, it was hard to date or you just weren't ever interested? Because now that I'm not restricting and associated, associating food as good and bad, I am way more excited to end up dating. Yes. So yes, two things. I did, as I explained right now in this story, like when I struggled with food and body stuff, I wasn't ever interested in dating 
because I didn't have the emotional bandwidth to do it. I wasn't an emotion. I wasn't an emotional state to be able to hold space for anybody else, to actively listen, to really be empathetic, to be compassionate, to be loving and caring. I couldn't do that because I was not in any way loving and caring and compassionate toward myself. So I wasn't able to be that for somebody else, right? I was so triggerable. I was so irritable and I was so just mentally occupied by food and body stuff that there was no way that I could hold space, hold loving, non-judgmental, non-critical space for somebody else. That would have been impossible for me to do when I had a poor relationship with food in my body. And so seeing now, Sarah, that you're not restricting food and you're not associating the foods in your mind as good choices or bad choices, and so you're probably not harboring any guilt or shame or resentment toward yourself because you're not associating them as good and bad. You're allowing yourself more permission to eat any and all foods. It makes total sense that you have more of an emotional bandwidth to be open to dating, to be open to really exploring other people, right? And, and other people's life and who they are and what their values are with, with, more of, with more curiosity and openness. And maybe it's because you've, you've worked on um, solidifying a deeper connection with yourself and who you are and who you want to be as you healed your relationship with food. And maybe that's the thing that allowed you to be more open and accepting and loving on other people. And I think that that is such a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I see this in my clients' relationships too. Like marriages get stronger when we let other people in to our worries, anxieties, and frustrations about food. I don't think you have to have it all healed. I don't think you have to have it all figured out. In fact, when I first got married, my body stuff came up more than ever, you know, because the things that you maybe do when you're married (laughs) or whatever, right? Like I felt like, wow, I really have to, like give my whole body to somebody else. Am I, am I ready and able and, and willing to do that? All my food and body stuff came in there. So I think that it's not something like we've arrived. We have a, we have a healed relationship with food and body. And so now we're able to be open to relationships. I don't think it happens that linearly for a lot of people because I think it's all fluid. And I think once we trust ourselves enough to be able to open up to somebody else and maybe share our inner experience, share our current relationship and struggles with food, maybe then we can heal too. So I think that there has to be an openness to love. And I don't think we have to love ourselves all the time and accept ourselves all the time to let love in, but there needs to be an openness and a vulnerability and some, some element of curiosity and bravery that has to fill conversations about food and body and acceptance and struggle and challenge and worry, you know, and frustrations that come up. And so I love to hear that since you've done some work on repairing your relationship with food, you're more open to giving and receiving love. And maybe within the context of that relationship or the relationship that might come in the future, you'll be able to share some of these struggles that you have that could even strengthen your relationship and continue your journey in this intuitive anti-diet way. So I think that's like such the beauty as we like enter into Valentine's day 
And as we think about our current relationships with food in our bodies, I really encourage us to think about what we really want and what really matters and what's the most important thing. And that is our capacity to give and receive love. And I know I've talked about that on a prior podcast where we talked about blue zones and um, really what, what matters in life. And I think that this is just like a parallel to that and also a block to that for, for those who were like me that really weren't able to give or receive love. And I want to come back to the first part of the conversation where I said that I wouldn't have been emotionally ready to meet my husband. And that's so true. And I hope that this message is, is, um, is positive to share. Um, but I, I, in my own relationship, um, you know, with Tyler, who's, who's my husband, who I love so much, I've had to let him in to a lot of the food and body struggles that I have had and that I do have. And to have him understand and to have him empathize and to have him kind of see that side of me, that kind of shadowy dark side that I often want to just like sweep under the rug and let nobody see because it's kind of shameful and it's kind of embarrassing as this dietitian, at least that's what I thought in the past. To have him see and accept that side of me was so empowering. I felt like it was okay. I felt like I could still be loved despite these worries and struggles that I have, despite the shame that I was holding on to. And that allows me to heal and it allows me to love myself more. So I think that too can be really healing in the context of a relationship and really important, important to share when it feels right about our food and body stuff, because everybody has it. You know, everybody has their own food and body stuff. And I don't think that it has to be a romantic relationship to share those things too. I think that, that these can be really important conversations to have with our friends, with our parents, and with anybody that you feel trusting in with your therapist, anybody that you feel trusting with that is able to hold some space for you because in their holding space for you, you're allowed to heal. And that's exactly what I do in my work, seeing clients and helping them heal their food and body stuff as well and helping guide them through to healing their relationships with food and body so that again, they can love the way that they want to love themselves and others. And it really is about holding that non-judgmental space that really validates a person in their experience and really just witnesses them in what they're feeling and seeing it as true, as absolutely true in their experience. And, and that is what really love is. That's what love looks like. Not judging, not judging, not criticizing, not jumping to the quick fix as often diet culture wants to do. Like just do this to be happy. Just do this to feel loved. Just be this size to give and receive love. No, 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 no. What is the kind of love that you want? And what kind of love are you offering yourself right now? What is your capacity to love yourself? What is your capacity to offer more compassion, more softness, less judgment, less criticism, criticism toward yourself. And how could that be reflected in the space that you're able to hold for others, that non-judgmental, loving, compassionate space that witnesses another person and their experience too? That's what helps us feel loved. I think that that is how we can give and receive love in conversation and that can evoke healing and, and everything else.
So thank you so much. I just feel like I'm rambling. So I'm going to cut myself off. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you feel like it's impactful for yourself as you think about the love that you're able to give and receive in the relationships that you have in your life right now. And if I could give you a piece of homework, if I could give you something to hold on to after this episode or something to reflect on, it is what does loving myself look like? What does loving who I am look like? And I'm not talking about food and body stuff here. I'm talking about deeper than that. I'm talking about what does it look like for you to appreciate yourself? Could you list three things that you're proud of yourself for today? How loving would that feel? Gosh, I'm proud of myself today for recording a very embodied and loving podcast that I hope will reach the ears of people that need to hear this message today. I'm proud of myself for (laughs) even the little things, feeding and clothing and putting a fresh diaper on Amelia 500 times a day. (laughs) You know, like these can be really important things that can help us feel appreciated. We can self-validate and that can help us feel more love today. So that is a homework assignment for you. How do you show yourself love? List two to three things today that you want to do every day to show yourself love every single day. Maybe that can help you receive more love in your life too when you're able to give a little bit more love to yourself. Again, I'm opening three spots for my intuitive eating coaching program. Don't hesitate to click the link in the show notes or to visit the work with me tab on my website. And also, as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with whoever needs a little bit of extra love during uh, Valentine's Day and during this month of February. Don't hesitate to right now, subscribe to the show, rate the show, give me an honest review, <laughs> and also screenshot and share with whoever needs to hear this message Thank you for inviting in this conversation of love into your Monday or into your day today. And I hope you have a great day and we will see you on Thursday's episode. Take care. (laughs) 